Just because you can automate doesn't mean you should. Hello and welcome to the Rub-Up Show. If you haven't guessed already, we're getting into the weeds with automation today. It's so easy for us to say, oh, let's just automate this. But we do it without thinking and afterwards feel like we can turn our brains off. But that's not how it actually works. If you don't believe me, Doug and Jess have plenty of examples of where that can lead you astray. If you want to create more valuable automation, you'll find it here on The RevOps Show. Jess. Doug. It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, motivational I say we keep doing it until we get a season. <laughs> I think that's when we know we've made it, when we get a season desist. So if, if anyone's been on our website and they look at our chat, our chat bot is Bender. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was talking with a, a prospect, soon to be uh, soon to be client, and um, he was impressed that we that that we use Bender for that, and he said there was something like so we were in the negotiation phase, and he said something like, "Look, if you don't bring that down, then I'm gonna alert Matt Groening." <laughs> that, and I said, "Let me tell you what, if I got a cease and desist order for Matt Groening for that, I would definitely frame it." Oh yeah, hundred percent. So, <laughs> uh, lots of going on, Jess. It's it. It's the first day of March. It is the first day of March. So we're not, we're two weeks away from the Ides of March. We are. We are. This is a special week. It's a special week, but that's not why it's a special week. Big announcement. No, that's not. People won't, like, this isn't going to, this isn't broadcasting then. Well. We're, we're doing two RevOp shows this week. We are. <laughs> That that see this is why you've been in a good mood. You 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 get to talk to me twice, guaranteed. I get to rev ops with you twice. You do, you do. I, I can't I can't think of anything that that would that bring I, you I more joy. Make it a better week. <laughs> I'm glad I could accommodate. <laughs> to to quote um, Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt, it, this is as good as it gets. Oh okay. <laughs> I don't know if they said that, but that was the name of the movie. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson says it. I don't think Helen Hunt does. But she was still in the movie. That was. She was in the movie. She was in the movie. Yes. I've never actually seen it. I don't know how well it's held up. It's been years. I liked it when I saw it. I think as a general rule, if Jack Nicholson was in the movie, it's probably not holding up too well. Yeah, that's fair. Although, That's fair. although a few good men, a few good men is still. Oh yeah. You yeah, want me on that great. wall. You need me on that wall. <laughs> One floor of the cuckoo's nest still stands up. That's still a great. That's a great movie there. too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the, uh, Witches of Eastwick? That's a good one. I don't know that I've seen Witches of Eastwick. Probably doesn't hold up very well, but. Probably not. <laughs> ah, I crazy, love. Crazy, crazy. I love our tangents. I don't think like this is what it's like to hang out with Doug and Jess during the day. Pretty much. Pretty Jess much. Jess comes on yeah. ready to do business and Doug does his best to distract me. <laughs> and 
and sees how long we can go until we actually get to it. And I think overall, I do a pretty good job. You do a great job. You do a great job. Exceptional. It's one of my my special talents. And then you wait until how long until I'm just completely annoyed. That's, that's the goal. How long can we go until I'm over it? Really completely annoyed because you're enjoying it way too much. I mean, I know you try to hide that. I know you're trying to hide the, the positive reinforcement for me, but it's accurate. So what are we talking about today, Jess? Today, I want to talk about the dangers and downside of automation. Why is today different from all other days? We're not going off on another tangent. I'm not going to let you do it. (laughs) We're not going to do the four questions of Passover? No. No. Passover's coming up, isn't it? It is. It is. Easter's coming up, which means Passover's coming up. (laughs) Um. So I'm binge watching House. Did you know Lynn Manuel Miranda was in a extra long episode of House? No, I didn't. Yep. But I need to go. I need to go watch this episode of House now. A- I know what I'm doing this evening. Okay. Okay. Episode one, season six. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. So we're talking Sweet. about. Um, are we talking the- about automagical? Automagical. Automagical. Wow, that's. I haven't heard that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about automagical. We're going to talk about the dangers and downside of automation. But I thought automation was good. Yes. Um, I look at automation. If some automation is good, then more automation must be better. I look at automation very similar to the advice that Peter Parker was given with, which is with great power comes great responsibility from from uncle Ben. Uncle Ben, that's right. From Uncle Ben, a wise man. With great power comes great responsibility. So and that, that, that's a playoff of to whom much is given, much is expected. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Who said that? I don't know. <laughs> Arnie, so where, where would you like to start? Where, like, I, I guess, why, why does everybody jump to automation? Because it does seem to be the thing of... We'll, we'll, we'll just throw automation in there and, and that's going to make everybody's life easier. Why, why do we feel that way? Why do we feel like automation is going to make our life easier? Well, why, why does everybody jump to wanting to automate? I guess that's, that's the question. Well, I mean, I think to some degree that's the underlying premise and promise of, of technology. That it's going to automate everything? The underlying element of, of there was a time that we washed clothes with a washboard in a river. Yeah. I remember my first apartment didn't have a dishwasher. Do you know what that meant, Jess? You had to manually wash dishes? Oh, no. It it meant that I could only use a dish one time. (laughs) Good God. Everything was disposable. disposable. (laughs) Wash it, just throw it away. Okay. I'm kidding, everybody. I'm kidding, right? So, so, I mean, what does a dishwasher do? It It automates dishwasher. Right. So, yeah. so, I mean, you know, why, what, you mean the power of automation, you know, the best task is the one you don't have to do. Right. And then, and then when you add the fact that, you know, we've got, we've got so much on our plate, mm-hmm. we've got so many competing priorities. I, you know, I think the other thing is, I think, I, th- I think the real power of automation, the real power of the promise of, of, of the allure, mm-hmm. I guess, of the myth of automation. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before, Jess. 
Oh my God. Wow. You have gotten like really close to your camera. Holy cow. I didn't even move that much. Okay. Like, wow. Let me move back. Okay. Um, I, I think, um, by the way, if you're not watching this on video, I mean, I awesome that you're watching it on a podcast channel, leave a good review, but if you're not watching this on video, you're, you're missing of my faces. You're all of them. You're getting all of the value of what we talk about, but you're missing all of the fun. Um, <laughs> humans don't like to think. Yeah. We've talked about that. Don't make me think. Right. But, but, but it's even beyond that. We don't like to think. Thinking is hard. Yeah. yeah. Thinking is, and so what automation does is automation does the thinking for me. So why, why is that bad? I don't like washing dishes. I love my dishwasher. Why is that why bad? Is what bad? Automation. Like what, what, what's the downside bad. to it? Okay. You know, I, I did not come onto the show today thinking about the dishwasher analogy, but it's actually pretty good mm -hmm. because if you just put your dishes in the dishwasher, does it always clean them? No. Right? <laughs> Mine doesn't, at least. Um, and, you know, the other thing, too, is, you know, a dishwasher is, is a mix of manual and automation. So, so we, put, we put someone's name in a CRM. Mm -hmm. We go to look up their name. That's automation. The, the, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, how often do you have to type out someone's entire email address to send them an email? Not that often. Right. Rarely beyond the first. Right. That's automation. Right. So what's the downside of that? Yeah. How often do you enter the first part of someone's name and it brings somebody else up and you send the email and you realize, oh, whoops, send it to the wrong desk. I've never done that before. I know you haven't. But <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I, re I remember the first time I sent out uh, a blast email with a mistake. As a matter of fact, you know what? It actually happened. It ended up being kind of a good thing when we, when we changed the name lift. Um, I inadvertently turned on, I thought I was in one workflow and I was in another and I turned it on and the announcement went out before we were ready. This, this working. folks is why Doug is not on the execution team. Well, I'm on the execution team. I'm not on the implementation team. The, okay, yeah. Right. This is why um, we don't let you do things. <laughs> so you want, another, you want another example of automation that tells you the good and the bad of automation? The printing sure. Press. How so? Before the printing press, mm -hmm. everything was handwritten. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to write a book, you had to write the book over and over and over again. Yeah. Right? There is a sect of, of Catholicism that is a very, I forget, I forget what it's called. Like, um, it was in the book. It was in um, Nate Silver's book, uh, The Signal and the Noise. We talked about this. There's a sect of Catholicism that has a very, you know, that is very angry, very um, aggressive because there was a typo in a version of the King James Bible that was printed. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and because of, and because of, one and another and another it went you know <clears throat> thousands were printed oh whoopsie right and 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 so it, it it's fascinating to have this conversation with everything going on around ai today mm -hmm. by the way if you don't watch uh um last week tonight 
John Oliver, he, I thought had a great segment on, on AI um, this past Sunday, but you know, one, one of the things that's coming out with, with greater clarity, this whole chat GPT, this, this whole generative AI, it communicates with clarity and certainty mm-hmm. and is very often wrong. Mm. As a matter of fact, like there was a whole thing on, you know, Bing, which integrated it. Apparently the Bing bot got into an argument with somebody that insisting that it was 2022, not 2023. Oh, really? Right. Um, there was, there was, um, a, you know, there, there's a whole bunch of news out there that, that, that comes in. And, and the difficulty is that that gets repeated and repeated and repeated. Right. Right. And what is it, you know? a lie spread around the world before the truth had a chance to put on its pants. Um, and, and the difficulty is to, to pull back that term that you love so much automagical, we have no association to it. We right. have no relationship with it. We have, so, so there is no, there is no depth to it. And so we just take it and, and we run with it. And, and by the way, mm-hmm. it, it communicates it with such certainty. So automation does things with such certainty. People are talking about the intelligence of AI. And there's a problem with that because AI is not intelligent. As a matter of fact, AI, I love the point that that um, Oliver made here. AI is very, very dumb. Because yeah. it doesn't think about so like this whole I mean, it it it's amazing. And I played with Jet Chat GPT enough to do some really cool non-productive things. Um, it looks like it's writing. Yeah. It looks like it's creating, right? But it's not. All it's doing is guessing what the next word should be and running through this, um, you know, the, the, you know, this algorithm that right. repeats and repeats and repeats and repeats. Um, and and so, what happens very quickly um, with 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 AI stuff is that, you know, because of its underlying learning element. Oh. Mm-hmm. He, talked about how AI was used and, and, and a great use of AI is, um, you know, medical is able to see things and pick things up. Well, they were training an AI algorithm to be able to pick up um, for dermatology, you know, like what, what's a sign of cancer. Mm-hmm. And so do you know what the number one criteria that it picked up as indicative of cancer? What? Was there a ruler type measurement in the picture? What? Well, then you realize that remember to feed, to feed an AI, I know we're talking about automation, but we'll we'll close the loop, but to feed, to feed and train AI, you need, you know, metabytes of data, right? Right. And you need to give, you need to have pictures that are cancerous, pictures that aren't cancerous. Yeah. And here's the thing, in the pictures where there is a problem, very often, Mm -hmm. there is a ruler in there so you can see the size of it. Oh, okay, that's what you, okay. so, so again, yeah. it picks up this correlation. That's that's that you the don't common. Even, yeah, you don't even think yeah. about right. And 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 by the way, you start putting in all these rules to try to prevent something, but all it all it's doing is trying to find the fastest way to what you define as the endpoint. And so, what you're doing, the, so the beauty of automation is mm-hmm. think once, never have to think again. Yeah. The the nightmare of automation is think once, never get to think again. Never get to think again. Yeah. Right. And, and, and so 
you know, one of our rules with automation is if you can't do it manually, you can't automate it. Right. Automation doesn't have judgment. And, and so what happens is if you have small misalignments, automation magnifies that. So automation is an exponentializer. It's not a multiplier. It's an exponentializer. So if you have, if you have chaos and you automate it, mm-hmm. then you're going to have a lot of chaos. And, and, and so what I see is, you know, two things happen with automation. They, they, they create a lot of problems. One is because it doesn't take, you know, because, because in the creation of the automation, it oversimplifies things, steps are skipped. It ends up creating chaos and you end up spending more time dealing with, you, you end up creating more friction and managing more friction to deal with automation out of whack. Yep. Then, then the friction you had going into it. Yep. The, and, and, and by the way, one of the reasons for it is, you know, th- there are simple automations in there and those are typically pretty good. Like I'll give you an example of, of what sounds like, actually, I'm going to say they're usually pretty good, but here's a, here's an example of a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Gmail has done a lot of things to make using it easier. And so if you, if it, it now actually has in your calendar, this setting of out of office. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so if you set as out of office, what it does is it will automatically decline every invited. Place. Yeah. Yep. Except I just, I told you, yeah, let's do that. Or, or yeah. Hey Jess, I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in San Antonio. Why don't you and I have dinner Yeah. Thursday night and you go, okay. And so you put it on the calendar and I decline it. Right. And now and you're right, like, so, what the, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. like, that's a small example. Yeah. Right. And then you're like, okay, well it's declined automatically declined, but are they, and oh, by the way, like I have my calendar set up where I don't see canceled events. Yeah. So, okay. So I don't even know you said it. Right. Cause, cause you declined it and you didn't even know you declined it. <laughs> right. No, yeah. Is that always bad? No, it's not always bad, but right. Right. What's the, yeah. Then, then the other part, so I don't know if we want to dig in there, the, the, the bigger element where, where I see automation and there's two sides to the bigger element. So automation makes it invisible. Yep. Which means people become less and less connected with what's going on. Yep. Why are there? Why has the percentage of shitty emails increased dramatically in a period of time where access to insights is easier than ever before? Nobody's paying attention to what they're what they're doing because because it's invisible. Yeah. If I have to write the email, what do I have to do? Think, you know, think about what you're going to put together and yeah. So I start thinking about you. I start thinking about your situation. Right. If the email's already there, I don't have to think. Right. And oh, by the way, in the time that it takes me to send one email, I can now send 500 emails. Right. So I want to, I want to go back to, (laughs) to creating more friction and, and, and the fact that it, so, you know, I think I agree with you on, on people don't want to think what, what's interesting too, when we start to outline automation is people will just start to kind of skip over, skip over steps 
and then they'll they'll activate the automation and then it causes all this friction and then we're playing we're like okay we'll add this in to fix that so this is the other danger of automation is once you activate it there's this inclination to go in and put a band-aid on it so we realize it's broken it's not working okay we'll add this and now it'll work then we'll add this thing and and then it'll work that email's not firing at the right time we'll add this constraint and and what what's happened is you haven't really clearly outlined your process you haven't forced yourself to work through and think it think through it and now you're playing whack-a-mole and and no one remembers so so the other problem i see is once it's activated there's this there, there's not a want to go back and really outline what is that path when we realize it's not working so so i got oh my god there's so much meat on there um first off that's how humans are designed <laughs> well i mean why why would we treat the way we handle technology any differently than we, than the way we handle human organizations. Just when you bump your arm hard against a door frame, what do you do? Mm -hmm. I rub it. Why? Because I think that's going to make me feel better. <laughs> well, it does. Oh, okay. Well, <clears throat> do you know why you rub your arm? It hurts. To create increased blood flow. No, I don't know. Uh, you okay. might, that might be what you're trying to do. What you're actually doing is nerve. It's actually called nerve confusion. Have you ever had electronic? Oh. Yes, and I freaking hate it. Oh, I love We've it. talked about this. I know you do. I there's something wrong with you. Something so, wrong with you. So what Feels STEM so does? What STEM does is it puts so much input in on these nerves, right? That your brain can't keep track of it, so it goes ignore it, which is what enables things to loosen up, et cetera. So you rub your arm because I'm now I'm in essence, I'm spreading the pain. And what happens is the brain goes something weird's going on there. Just turn that off for a little while. <laughs> oh, okay. That's interesting. Right. So by that. the way, rubbing your arm is basically non-electronic stim. <laughs> what electronic stim is, is it's just automated right. rubbing. That could be misconstrued. <laughs> it could um, be. So, so I mean, we have this word, to define organizations that add a rule and a rule and a rule and a rule yeah. to address people that are breaking it, we call it bureaucracy. It's your favorite thing. Right. So, you know, bureaucratic, automated bureaucracy, bureaucratic automation, I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll coin a term somewhere. So, so again, why, why would we treat it differently? Add a rule, add a rule, add a rule. Here's the next right. thing. Humans, we are natural heuristic beings. Mm -hmm. We think in heuristics. Mm -hmm. Automation is precise. Automation yeah. is literal, right? You know, take what he thinks seriously. Take, take his point seriously. Don't take his word seriously. We do that right. naturally, right? We make 17 judgments in one place to understand, well, this is like we've done it before, but it's a little bit different. So it's got to have this little right. piece put on. Okay. Right. And, and, and so... What what we do is we see a pain, we treat the symptom, we go, it mm -hmm. would be better if I just automated this. And what do we do? We go in and we create, we do whatever for the automation. Sure. We create a filter, we do this, but right. what we don't do is we don't stop and and map it out on, on step by step because realize that's what automation is going to do. Automation is going to look at every single step and any step missed is going to create chaos. Why don't we do that? Well, 
gee, that's going to take more time than it's worth. Okay, if it's going to take more time than it's worth, then maybe you shouldn't automate that, right? The idea, like, remember yesterday I told you, I love, like, for, for all the big average sale values that we're getting, when I see that news come through that, yep, someone else signed up for the business acumen for sales course, I just get giddy. Yeah. Right? Because I don't have to do anything. Right. But I had to do a lot. We did a lot. Yeah, there was a lot lot done to... Yeah. There, I mean, that was years, that was years of work. Well, I mean, yeah, it was years of work and months of actually putting it together. Right? Well, that that's yeah. 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 100%. I mean, great thing about yeah. a book is it takes forever to create and then people can buy it. Right. So you do a whole <laughs> lot of work up front and then you get, right. Paid, you get paid back over time and you don't have to do more work. That's the beauty of product. Automation is a product. Automation yeah. is an algorithm. So automation is not going to think. So you need to do the thinking for the automation. And that's, that's actually interesting because I think that's the place, that's the other place that people get wrong when they think about automation. Like everybody talks about automation, like automation is going to do the thinking for you. Like they've got it reversed. So I'm going to automate this. The automation is going to do the thinking for me. No, you have to do the thinking for the automation. And once you've, once you've done that hard work, then the automation can go. I feel like there's this perception of, we'll throw the automation on there. It'll do the thinking for me. And then I just, I don't have to. Yeah, I don't think people think that, but I don't think they think. So yes, I, I, I agree with the, uh, um, I mean, this is, here's the beautiful thing about automation. It will do precisely what you tell it to do and only what you tell it to do. Holy shit. That's yeah. <laughs> so, so it will assign this task to this person. Yep. It will not go. Well, gee, for some strange reason, I think that someone else should do this. That's what humans do. Right. So yeah, that's the natural piece. And and by the way, because the thinking wasn't done up front, I actually showed somebody our um, layout for, for our EMS process and, yeah. and the automation. I think, I, th- I think it's, we have 185 tasks through an implementation that are auto scheduled. And yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool automation. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. Right. I mean that, you, I was going to say, you want to talk about years of work <laughs> to figure and, it out. And, you know, so I think we're on version three of it now. We are. Yeah. And we find something that goes, okay, wait, this is happening. Now, the thing that sucks is when it's off by a little bit, it happens again and again and again, yep. again and again and again and again. Right. And then to, to fix it. Yeah. And this is, this is tech debt to fix it. There's so much that goes into it to be able to find and address and diagnose and to realize where are these things connected. And, and, you know, we, we had version one before we went to version two, I think we turned it off and we just had it off for a while because to try to diagnose, to re, you know, and, and, and the other issue was we had built so much of it on the fly that even where we documented it, we documented it for an instant, didn't really put together a comprehensive documentation. So like the ability, like, so I just realized, Hey, you know what? We're seeing this problem happen inconsistency, inconsistently with consistency. So, so yep. the issue that we were having, just so everyone knows is um, company wasn't showing up. So things um, it, for, so some tasks that should tell us who the company was, wasn't, weren't, weren't in the tasks. So it was not in some of the tasks and it was in other tasks. Right. And it was happening consistently. 
And it was really frustrating. And by the way, frust- you know, uh, diagnosing automation, I mean, the first thing that you look at is you say, is this happening all the time? Because if it's an automation right. error, it should happen all of the time. Right. And because this wasn't happening all the time, it it added a level of complexity that we had to dig into. And it would have been easy to go in, hey, let's change this, dude. Right. But right. Yeah. Then we were finally able to isolate the hypothesis that what was happening was the workflow, one workflow that was triggering the next workflow, the first workflow hadn't completed its um, data population before the second workflow started. So some of the second workflow didn't have the information and some of the second workflow did. So the, the hypothesis of the fix, and it appears to be working, is we need to add a delay. Let's add a two minute delay before these tasks are created. Right. Yep. Well, you know, there was a, there was a desire to go in and fix the issue immediately, but the difficulty is until we diagnosed it, our fix would have added something else to it, to this, to this. And by the time we got anywhere, we wouldn't eat. But even when we knew what it was, or when we had the hypothesis, we then had to, and, and the only way we were able to do this is because we have really good documentation on it is to then go in and, you know, identify, okay, what are all of the workflows that are affected? And then you had to go through the tedious process of updating, updating, updating. So, so the difficulty is, you know, when, when you're, when you're automating complicated things, you need to think about, about that going into it. Um, And, and by the way, one of the things that happened, we, we learned that, a mistake was some tickets and tasks that should be created. And, and and these things were so standard that we miss them in building the automation because they're just so everyone does it. Like, it was, right? Yeah. Well, suddenly people weren't doing it. Right. Well, yeah. What's going on here? Oh, well it, right. And, and so like some of the training we had to do was, Hey guys and gals, just because the automation is there doesn't mean you get to turn off your brain completely, right? So we saved you a whole lot of time to have to think about and create all the standard stuff. But that doesn't mean it's okay to go, oh, well, all right. So if it's not there, it's not like, yeah, but that's, but again, that's what naturally happens. Yeah. With, with automation is, is we get disconnected from it. So we don't think. Well, and so we, we see this, we see this in places frequently as we've gone through this journey so this goes to the everything becomes invisible i just want to highlight it like so this process was done totally manually for quite a while that's how we were able to get the automation in place so those of us who were here for that time were clear on okay we do this then we do that then we do the other thing those people are able a little bit better to identify when there's missing pieces but we've got newer team members who, who are in with EMS and they're like, why? Well, I, I didn't, I didn't know that I was supposed to do that because some like a ticket wasn't populated or whatever. And so then we totally missed that thread. And they're, I mean, that's the other danger of it too, is like, you might have certain people who are able to pick those things up, but as you bring in new people using those processes, you got to make sure that stuff is clear because if not, if not, those things get missed hundred percent. <clears throat> so you were you were gonna bring up your biggest surprise so with automation. You may not know this, Jeff, but I love data. I'm aware. And 
and I can spin up a dashboard of insight, I think yeah, pretty miraculously. And so I'll never forget, you know, we were hyped up on data insights for our clients and dashboards. And, and, and so we created our seven standard dashboards. Yes. And we said, like, what, so what's the problem? The problem is we're managing multiple clients. You've got to go into multiple portals. You've got to do. So what we're going to do is we're going to deliver to them. We're going to deliver them to you on a weekly basis. So yep. I don't even have to go find them. I'd never been as disconnected to data as I was there. Oh, interesting. Because... Like, so like I like the idea of real time automated reporting. Oh, that's yeah. the holy grail, isn't it? Right. Except because it's always there. Like Pete Caputo and I got into an argument about this because he said monthly reporting is useless. I've never, I've never known the two of you. Right? Like, to why do are that. we doing? Why are we wasting all this time on monthly reporting? And I right. said, you know what? When I put together a monthly report, I actually had to, that, that connected me to the data that, wait, why is this going on? But here it was just there and it's automatically getting, and so I didn't need to look at it. Because by the way, when we, when we delivered it at 8, 8 a.m. on Monday, well, I wasn't, in, I wasn't in the mode to look at that and analyze that at 8 a.m. on Monday. So, or whatever other time we tried to do it. And it was always there. So I didn't need to look at it right now. And there was no method or ritual or program. And so... I got completely disconnected because I didn't have to do anything. Yeah, it's it's an interesting, yeah, yeah, because I think I hadn't thought about that. And when we first implemented that, I wasn't nearly looking at data and dashboards the way I do now because I wasn't in the same function as I am now. And... I really thought that was going to, I was like, I was the same way. I was like, oh, well, this will get me into kind of looking at the data and understanding the data. And, and I think in in hindsight, it, it, it slowed me down from actually digging it. Because like the other thing is like what I'm going to look at and the way I'm going to look at it is not going to be the same way that you're going to look at it. It's just not. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing that happened too, is we had, we, we defined the process, you know, here's what the, um, here's what the standard reports are. Here's how the reports yeah. are put together. Um, you know what I came to realize? The standard reports and insights are an oxymoron. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and, and so the, the difficulty with automation is it, it's so it, it's process myopic. It's process myopic. All it cares about is the process. Okay, it yeah. Is, it okay, is super yeah. efficient process. It does not pay attention to outcome. Now, AI is where you get some of the outcome elements, and that's why you think it's smart. Right. Um, but it, it's super, super, super processing. It doesn't, and, and the other thing that it does too is that it is all about eliminate. There is no variance with automation. The moment you automate, there's no variance. Um, now, look, I am pro-automation, we have invested a tremendous amount of energy, effort, mind space. We would not be able to operate the way we're operating if we hadn't built out these automation elements. But, but make no mistake, that was an investment. 
And, and this is where we are now, automation without ritual, automating anything of value without ritual is a waste. What do you mean by ritual? If you're going to do real-time reporting, yep. your weekly review, monthly review needs to become sacrosanct, right? Okay. The, the thing that's interesting is you feel less need for it because all I got to right. do is look at it. Yeah. Right. But right. If I'm going to automate my emails, I better have a ritual for how I'm thinking about and laying out and planning. I better think about how am I automating my emails? You know, one of the things that people are surprised by when we do their, when, when we set up their sales emails and we mm -hmm. set up their sales templates, they think a sales email is supposed to have every word in the email filled in. Yeah. As opposed to, no, no, no. What we're giving you is the structure. Right. right? So, so like here, like four seasons has it nailed, right? Automate the predictable mm -hmm. so you can humanize the exceptional. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is that we let automation run. So, so what ends up happening is automation, which is the tech ends up driving the business process yep. rather than the business process being aided by the automation. So you better have the ritual of how am I thinking about this? You know, my, my, my favorite thing when I look at people's playbooks is they've got one play, right? From the beginning to the end. Right. Okay. Right. Gee, I don't understand why that won't work. Um, you know, you know, there's a whole lot out there now about how, you know, sales development has run its course, doesn't work anymore. No, shitty sales development doesn't work anymore. But by the way, never really did. Right. But what automation lets you do is it lets you do shitty at a really high volume. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it, it's the danger of automation is that, it, you know, it, it is its power. The danger of automation is it, it eliminates the need for thinking. So automate the crap out of low value activities as long as they're well thought out. Right. Yeah. But when you automate and by the way, all automation is, is, is a means of eliminating friction. When you automate high value activities, you eliminate the value. Well, now, now what we learn is that we have, we have certain activities because we're, we're masters of heuristics. We have certain activities. We define the activity as high value, but it turns out 80% of it is actually low value, right? Yeah. And, that, and that's where we're seeing the whole AI thing, you know, have an impact is, well, well, wait a second, right? Like, like grammar has like, I love Grammarly. Grammarly is really powerful, but you know what I never do? I never do auto change. Oh yeah. 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 No, I was, I was going to say on the automating low value activities versus high value and not high value. I, I agree with that. I think the thing there is when you, to me, when we're, when we're mapping out automation, when we're talking about automation, part of that conversation is trade-offs frequently. Like, I'm going to automate this. So what's the trade-off to that? And so that's where you really got to start thinking about, okay, the low-value activities are good because I'm willing to do the trade-offs there. The high-value, not so much. So so I actually think what, what you said is more insightful than you realize. Automation is always making the trade-off decision. The trade-off oh, yeah. decision is now cemented. So if you haven't thought about the guiding policy for that trade-off, that's where that's where damage ensues. So, so here's the other thing that I, I just thought this, so I reserve the right to disagree with it later. Then again, I reserve the right to disagree with everything that I say all later. the time. <laughs> um, 
if you don't have automation, the need to to design and map your business process, there's less need. Oh, that's interesting. See, if you think about it, when when you're one, two, or three people, when when I'm when I'm managing our first contact or mid contact, I man like I am the system. Right. I have all the context. I right. I don't need to map my process. And by the way, well, my process is different all the time because it should be. Well, actually, actually, that that fits into if you look at how we've handled the client success team and and the EMS that we've built out. Because when we started, we we had something where it was manageable for one or two people to hold the knowledge and and be able to run that. And and then we realized to scale, we needed to start outlining it. And then we realized to scale more, we've got to automate some of this stuff. That was after we had done the work that those steps though, and that work. And, and, and I would say two things to scale. You don't have to automate everything. And just because you can automate it doesn't mean you should automate it. And as you bring more automation, the need for clear, real business process mapping, not just flow yep. charting, real oh, business 100%. process design and mapping um, becomes more crucial. And, and so what I would say is automation is at the center of the inverse friction principle or the inverse complexity principle. Mm-hmm. The ease or effortlessness of a user's experience has an inverse relationship to the complexity of the design that went into making the experience so easy or effortless. So automation is great when you build the complexity, you manage the complexity in the design and configuration of the automation. Yeah. Right. And you realize that by doing this, it becomes invisible. Now there are some things that it's great that it's invisible, right? right. I don't need to think about this as long. And, and if I do need to think about it, the system will tell me I need to think about it. That is right. awesome. Yep. But you need to be aware that that is equally dangerous because I'm not going to be thinking about it. So I'm less connected to it. Right. Yep. And that is the, um, in my experience, that, that, that's the biggest danger of automation and and that is why to whom much power is given when mixing with the with, two, with great power, great power comes, comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. There you go. <laughs> we got there. So I, I I think the two the two key points that you made, I I echo uh, because it oversimplifies uh, things. You create more friction um, when you when you build an automation, and then it makes everything invisible. I also think. Like I hadn't thought about uh, uh, low value activities versus high value activities, and I totally agree with that. Think about automating your low value stuff over your over your high value, um, and then I really want to make automagical a thing. <laughs> Hashtag automagical. I, I I I will not allow that. <laughs> you will not allow it. No I hashtags. Allow you to, to, that will not become that will not become a term that we use. <laughs> Already, Jess. Well, All right. I got a I got a deep dive that I got to get to. You do, you do. All right. Until next time. Until Thanks, next everybody. Time. And that's a wrap on this episode of the RevOps Show. I liked the quote from Doug that automation of value without ritual is a waste. Like I said in the intro, if you're doing it just to turn your brain off and there's no thought process behind the automation to begin with, what are you doing? 
If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to go subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Leave us a review and share the episode. If you have any questions you would like to ask Doug or Jess about automation, email me at hannah at liftenablement.com or hit us up on Twitter at Demand Creator. Until next time, remember, you can't solve your upstream problems downstream.